Hi, and welcome to the Dreamer's Manual podcast. Whether you're here for the first time or you're a repeat listener, I just want to say how grateful I am that you're spending your time with me today. And today it's not just me. I have a special guest, Lindsay White, who is creator of the Director of Marketing Certification Program. If you haven't connected with Lindsay before, she does such amazing work with her group of people and her impact in this online space. Lindsay left her corporate job in 2019 and set out to create a freelance business that was able to not only replace her corporate salary, but exceed it, all while giving her the flexibility to work exactly how she wanted to work. That's what so many of us want, right? Now she's the owner of a successful marketing agency and helps other women gain the marketing skills to go out on their own and build their own successful marketing freelance businesses. Now I loved our conversation so much. We talked about a couple things. First, we talked about leading with your values and she walks through like the complete action steps of not only coming up with your values, but how you use those in your business and how you use them to inform you to make decisions. I love nothing more than really actionable advice. She also shares about her director of marketing program. And even if you're not interested in a director of marketing certification, I think what's interesting is she talks about the framework of her program and how she has it set up for her students to have success. She has her learning framework overlaid with the business building framework. And I think it's an interesting conversation. And whether you're thinking about taking a course, creating a course, or becoming a director of marketing, I think there's something for you there. Now you can find out more about Lindsay at her website. It's www.lindsaywhite.co. That's C-O. And if you want to know more about the certification, that's at her website, www.lindsaywhite.co backslash certification. And as always, we'll have the links to her freebies and her website and her programs in the show notes. We've also included in our show notes, of course, the hiring form for the director of marketing. So if you listen to her speak and you think now's the time for me to hire a director of marketing or have the advice of a director of marketing, then definitely check out the show note link. I'm so thrilled to share this one with you guys. Now on to the interview. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on the Dreamers Manual podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I've been so looking forward to our conversation. And I would love if you would share a little bit about yourself for the people who haven't had the chance to meet you yet. Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Lindsay White and I'm a marketing agency owner. And I also own an education platform where I teach other freelancers how to pivot into the marketing space and become a director of marketing for their own clients. It's so needed. And what were you doing before you came into this space? Like, tell us a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So I went to Florida State, go Knowles. And after I graduated, graduated with a finance degree. So I actually had very little to do with marketing. I chose finance because I liked having a right answer or a wrong answer. So it was very much less about my interest level and more about being able to get A's, um, which is a terrible way to think about your education. (laughs) And um, so I went into the finance field and I hated it. So with that, I decided to go back to school and get a master's in marketing. So I was studying marketing and I started doing marketing for an in-house marketing agency. 
And with that, I learned a lot of different things about marketing. Um, I served as a director of marketing or a mini CMO for my clients at that marketing agency and really just helped them achieve their goals. Um, I learned a whole lot about creating business goals, creating marketing goals, and how to actually achieve those marketing goals. And then I was working in that corporate life for seven years or so. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was actually having a lot of success. You know, I was constantly getting promoted. I was well-known at my firm. And overall, it seems like a really, a really great, you know, career path for me. But I was just growing more and more unhappy with what I was doing, where my time was being spent, my commute every day. And ultimately, I found myself living for my bosses and not really living for myself. And so after mulling it over for maybe a year, the catalyst was when I got a 2% raise at the end of the year. And I had been working so hard all year long. And I was like, this is so silly. Like, I am making such little money to be busting my butt every day for someone else to get the credit for it, for my bosses to get the credit for it, and just feeling like a number. Um, and so I left my corporate job and I went out on my own and I started freelancing. I started freelancing in the kind of general VA space. I was doing a lot of social media management, a lot of email marketing. And with that, you know, doing a lot of the general VA tasks. So as I was kind of embarking down that path, I, I wanted more. I wanted, you know, I was charging maybe $25, $35 an hour. I wanted to make more money. You know, I, I had recouped my corporate salary, which is amazing and a huge goal of mine that I had hit. But I was ready for that next level and I didn't know what that was. You know, in corporate, you have this career path. You have, you know what the next job title is, you know what the pay is, you know exactly what you need to achieve to then get that promotion. And in the online business space, you just don't know what that is. Um, and so now where I'm at now is I'm a director of marketing for my clients. So what I did was I was kind of seeking out new clients and I actually cold pitched a client. And I was like, hey, I, I noticed she didn't have an email list. And I was looking for specific content. I was looking for like generational marketing content. And I knew she was a generational psychologist type of person. And she didn't have an email list. And she didn't have any content on her website. And I had seen her speak at conferences before. And it's like, hey, where's your, where's your content? You should have a pod. Like you need something. Like you're amazing. I've seen you speak. Why don't I see any of this on the internet? She's like, oh my gosh, I know I need it. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do any marketing. So I just haven't done anything. I need all of it, but I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And I was like, yes, of course. And so with that, I ended up creating a marketing strategy plan for her. And so I took it nuts to bolts. I literally went back to what I did in my corporate job and I treated her like one of my corporate clients. And I went in and helped her figure out her business goals. I helped her figure out her marketing goals. And then I built out a full plan for the year to help her achieve those marketing goals that would then in turn help her achieve those business goals. And we grew her business and we grew her marketing presence and established a marketing presence for her. And she was thrilled, of course, because you know we achieved so much together. And so that's kind of when it clicked was that this is a huge opportunity that people are not doing in this freelance space. And there's very clearly so many people who need the help. And so I started serving my clients as a director of marketing and doing that same exact you know, cyclical plan for all of my clients. And so that's now what I teach other women how to do is how to do that exact direct market director of marketing framework and provide it for their clients. 
Which I love. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how hearing about your program. And of course I follow along on your social media and see what's happening when that came out. And I started also connecting with the women that were going through your program and then hiring them ultimately for my clients. I was like, everybody could use one of these at a certain level of business. And so it was really, really exciting that you were helping to bridge that gap and train up this like generation of marketers. Yeah, exactly. It's super cool. And it's so fun. I learned so much from the women in my program and it's so neat to watch them come in and everyone always says the same thing. I don't think I have any skills. I don't think I have any skills to provide any value to my clients. Like watch what we can pull from and watch what we can do to make you feel empowered with the skills you do have or give you the skills that you need to feel like you can succeed. So it's really neat to watch everyone grow. It's so interesting because being one of the mentors in the OBM school, we find that too, that you see these really talented, educated, smart women coming into that program. And they're like, well, I don't know that I have what it takes to offer. It's like, are you kidding me? Especially there are people that are coming from a corporate job that did like so much more. And this is just really like a simplified level. And it's just like building that confidence and convincing people that, no, you really do have these skills. Exactly. Exactly. I think that it's so funny. I wish I could do a huge survey and just survey thousands of people, especially coming from corporate to this online business space and see where their skill set lies and see the lies that they're telling themselves because we're all telling ourselves some level of lies. And when you overcome those lies that you're telling yourself, it's so impactful. It's so true. Now we're going to move on and talk about a values-based business and planning your business from your core and from your values. But I would love to touch on something you said just a few minutes ago about cold pitching, because that's something else I see come up a lot is people are terrified to cold pitch. I'm wondering if you were one of those people and if so, how you got over it, or if you have any advice or full framework for people who are thinking about reaching out to somebody that they don't know online, or, you know, could be a local business or somebody in their community. Yeah, absolutely. So I was definitely one of those people terrified of cold pitching. Like honestly, until I cold pitched my one client in that last story, I don't think I ever would, I ever had done it. That was the first time. But so something that I focus on now, and I focus on it both from a cold pitching standpoint, a warm pitching standpoint, or even a discovery call standpoint, is you want to always make sure you have what I call back pocket value. So you want to have something in your back pocket that you can pull out and show the value that you can provide. It can be really surface level. It can be really easy. Oftentimes I'll listen to podcasts and people will tell you, you know, don't give away all of your cookies before someone pays for it, right? Don't give away all of your value for free. I don't necessarily take that mindset. I take the, have something in your back pocket to show how valuable you are and how they can't live without you. And so when it's coming to a cold pitch perspective, find, find the gap, find something that, you know, you see that gap for me. I saw the gap of not having any content out there not having any email marketing. And I, you know, dove in on that gap that I saw. So find something where you're like, Hey, I can provide value and explain the value that you can provide. It doesn't even have to be related to you doing the work for them, but like, Hey, I noticed you don't have an email list. I know you have amazing content. I would love to, you know, is that something you have in the works? Is that something that you're planning on doing? I would love to get on an email list with you. 
if this isn't something that's in the works, would love to have a conversation. That's something I help my clients do. So, you know, come at it from a non-intrusive perspective and have that back pocket value that you can provide them and show them, you know, an email list helps get your content in front of thousands of email list subscribers or whatever the case may be. Show them something that they might not already know. It makes a lot of sense. I'm thinking back to, I follow Brandy Mouse on her Surf Scale Soar podcast. And I remember her talking early on about when she was doing Facebook ads, she would reach out to people. And I think it was on LinkedIn who didn't have a pixel. And she was like, Hey, I noticed you don't have a pixel. You know, it can do this, this, and this for your business. I'm just really paraphrasing now, you know, I could help put a pixel on your site. And even if she charged, you know, like 50 bucks a pixel or something and then made that connection, they were her now go-to for Facebook ads and that kind of content and expertise. Exactly. Well, I would love to talk about creating a values-based business because at least how I came into the space, it was just like, I knew that my youngest was going into kindergarten And I wanted that flexible schedule that so many people want because, you know, between kids being homesick or volunteering at school, I wanted the flexibility to create my own schedule, but still for my own self, have that something that was mine that I could pour my creative energy into and have that connection fill my own cup. And then also, you know, bring in income into our household. So it was like this multifaceted thing, but I certainly in the beginning, didn't start out with values like that came later. So when you're talking to people about creating a values-based business, do you advise them to start at the very beginning if they can, or is this something that you find evolves as their business does? So I think like you, a lot of people don't think about it until they're so underwater and in the weeds and trying to do it all. You know, I always explain it kind of like being on a hamster wheel, right? Like you get into this business cycle and you're taking on clients and you're working so much and you want to make more money and you want to be there for your kids and you want to be at the soccer games and all of a sudden you're working until three in the morning and it's like chaos and the balls might be dropping, you know, you don't know where you're supposed to be at all times. I feel like that happens to a lot of people. But does it have to happen that way? Absolutely not. Um, I think that when I have this conversation with people before they start getting into the weeds of business, it's really beneficial because they set up something that can grow with them and you get to skip that chaos portion, right? There's going to be seasons in business where maybe it's a growth period for you and you're going to be a little bit on the hamster wheel. But if you start with your values first, you'll know that that's just a season. It's not, you know, life as you know it. There's an end point to it. Maybe you're getting ready for a launch. Maybe you're offering a new service. You know, maybe you just took on a new retainer client. But I think if you can start by looking at your values when you start your business, that's great. It's never too late to start moving your business into a values-based business. So it doesn't matter where you are in business. We can go through the same process. It would look the same for every single person. And we'll give you like a high-level overview and then you can you know, pick apart, ask questions, and we'll go from there. But what I always advise is start with your core values. And if you don't know what those are, you can literally Google values, bank, values, library, and find like lists and lists and lists of words. I always try to stick to five, five, you know, value-based words like family, legacy, freedom, uh, spirituality, and health. Those could be your values, right? And so write those down. And so the first tip that I have is write down your core values on a post-it note 
and I want you to put it on your computer. I want it to like be on your laptop screen. And anytime that you are faced with a decision or a client is asking you a question or someone might be a little bit of scope creep going on with your clients, I want you to look at that post-it note and make your decision based off of those values. You know, family is my number one value. And so I have had clients ask me to, hey, this is a fire drill. Can you get something to me by, you know, 7 p.m. tonight? And it's like 5 p.m. Look at my books. No, I have my kids I have to take care of, you know, or whatever your situation is. But no, the answer is no, because my values are right here. And I need to remember that this comes first. And your, you know, project is just going to have to wait until tomorrow because unfortunately it was not planned. So that's kind of my first value tip. So after you take your values, write them on your post note, put it on your computer. So I want you to think about what your intangible goals are, and then we'll think about your tangible goals. So by intangible goals, I mean things like, what does your schedule need to look like? Do you need to pick your kids up from school at 3.30 every day? Uh, Or are you working all day? Do you have childcare or are you doing the nap time hustle? Do you only have a couple of hours to work that's dedicated to work each day? I want you to think about how you like to work. Do you like to hustle? Do you like to get new sales all the time? Do you like to constantly be signing new clients for projects and things like that? Or do you like stability where you maybe a retainers based business makes more sense? So I want you to kind of think about those factors, stability, hustle mentality? Do you like to show up on social media and things like that? Or does showing your face on camera make you super nervous and reserved? These are all intangible things that are more feelings-based, right? And they're Mm -hmm. more, they're also more important to you. So then after you kind of list those out, I want you to look at your tangible goals. Tangible goals is what I like money. What is your income goal here? Now there can be other tangible goals but I feel like they don't really resonate as much in this online business space, but maybe you want to buy a asset for your business, or maybe you need to buy a new house and you have a certain number in mind. Like we can back into an income level, but essentially I want to see what your income level is. So I use the number 10 K a lot because it's really easy math. So right here, I have my five values written down. I have my intangible goals, which are stability. And I don't want to show my face on camera. And I'm just making this up as I go for a fake person. So stability, and I don't want to show my face on camera. I don't really love hustling. I kind of just like to be a little introverted, do my work, hang out with my kids, be present when they come home from school. And, you know, that's, that's my intangible, like the life I want to build for myself. Cool. My tangible goal is 10K a month. Awesome. So what that's telling me right now is we need to build a retainers-based business for this person. What is a realistic retainers-based business for someone who is trying to hit 10K months? I personally think of it like four retainer clients is my personal max load of retainer ongoing Mm -hmm. after that. I feel like it gets a little chaotic. And so each client needs to be at a two and a half K mark per month. And now we've got a very reasonable values-based business structure set up for you. Now, obviously you need to think about your offers. You need to think about, you know, who your target audience is and all of that. But from a high level structure, we just created a structure that makes sense for you, your family, your goals, and how you want to live your life and structure your life. 
I love that so much. And I love the examples because I am an example girl. Like I need to see it sort of in process and what it looks like. And then it generates those ideas for me. I'm wondering if you break down the income goal versus like profit and revenue, because I think starting out, people can say, you know, and certainly you see this in a lot of businesses, but as an OBM who sees behind the scenes in a lot of businesses, I always advise people when there are when there's somebody you don't know online and they're talking about like, I generate this much revenue in my business. I, I advise people, unless they're also sharing what their profit is, their percentage of profit, you can, I dismiss those numbers entirely because you could make a million dollars a month, but you could spend, you know, $900,099 a month. You know what I mean? And there's certainly businesses that do that. So do you, think that it's important to talk about like what you actually want to bring home versus what you're bringing into your business? Yeah, I think it's important, especially when you're thinking about how you structure it. So obviously I work in the marketing space and so I'll kind of use director of marketing as an example, but as the director of marketing, I can work with my clients in one of three ways. And I've worked with clients all three different ways and there's pros and cons to each, but I would say that one of the biggest things to weigh is that outgoing cash flow, right? So the first way is to be the solopreneur, right? To do all of the things for your clients, to do all of the execution for them. The second thing is, second way to work with them is you could manage their team. So you can manage a social media manager who's going to create all the social graphics. You can manage their email campaign copywriter who's going to write all of those emails and you can manage their PR person and oversee a marketing strategy for them and manage those people who are on your client's payroll. So then all of the money in your retainer is still essentially coming to you. You might have a couple of overhead costs like email, website, hosting, like some smaller things. But if you're kind of doing a lot of that execution, you'll have a lot lower cash flow going out. And then the third way is to manage your own team that's doing the work. So that would be, you know, I have a copywriter who does work for some of my clients. I have a designer who does some of the work for my clients and that's cash flow going out. And so that's something that you need to think about. And oftentimes I think the easiest way to start your business is to start by diving into a lot of that execution and doing a lot of it yourself and at least getting a good grasp or handle on it and hitting that income goal that you want to be making. And then after that, okay, let's see what growth looks like for you. So maybe growth looks like expanding your services, but still keeping your cash flow that's flowing out really low. And so you can keep, you know, a very high percentage of that revenue coming in. Now, if growth for you looks like taking on a bunch of new clients and building out a team, great, that's awesome. But you're going to have a higher percentage of revenue flowing out to those team members that you've hired or that you've contracted to do the work. And so you'll need to think about that as you grow and build something that's sustainable again for you and your tangible goals and your intangible goals. That makes sense. So I loved how you shared the values and how that impacts your decision when you already had a client. Do you also advise people share these values somewhere on the, on their website or when they're communicating with potential clients? Like how? Are your values communicated in the way that you're showing up or do you recommend that they're put somewhere? Because ultimately those are going to impact the clients that are attracted to your business, the clients that you take on hopefully. And I know from experience that 
becomes easier and easier to do once you have more and more clients and more information and input. But let's say somebody's just starting out and transitioning into a more values-based business. How do they communicate or do they communicate this with people that they're interested in working with? Yes. So one of the branding exercises that I always do with my clients or people in my program is you have to have a brand. You have to have something that you stand for. And it could be really basic. And most people think about brands like colors, logo, and fonts. Those are great. You need those to show up and be pretty. But you have, you should have that. But something that people don't think about is your values, which is what we just talked about, those core words. Um, I like to think about them like pillar words. Your values, it might not be the exact values that you personally have, but your business has values and they're most likely going to mirror your exact values, maybe with a couple of tweaks here and there. And I like to use those as like pillar words and I anchor them throughout all of my content. So establish those value words and then also establish your vision. You want to see from a grander scale, you know, who you're serving, how you're serving them and what that, it doesn't even need to be super in the weeds, but how you're showing up each day is going to come back to that vision. And so having something written down, even if it's just for you, I find that most people would want to put it on their website. But I mean, even if it's just for you, it's so important because establishing it and knowing in your inside yourself that this is your vision and these are your core pillar words that you are going to infiltrate through all of your content, you'll start to show up exuding both of those things. And the people who come to you to work with you are going to subconsciously notice that. Oh, I love that. That's really valuable. I can't help but think that this is going to be so incredibly valuable for people. And I want to encourage people to not just take this and consume this, like actually, like you said, get a post-it note and start writing things down. I have a freebie my dream team starter kit that literally has like some of my favorite, there's like two pages of values-based words and like little check boxes. So like you said, you can open up any Google search and just start looking for values-based words, like just start somewhere and make yourself a little goal to do one step of what you talked about, because that's really going to, those little steps add up and move your business forward. It really doesn't. It's the self-awareness too. It's, you know, it's great to put them out there and tell your audience or your clients, you know, these new values you've come up with, but the self-awareness is just as important of a part because as soon as you're aware of these conscious steps and efforts to create a business that's more values-based and structured in a way that's going to help you work in a way that you're going to continue to be fulfilled, it's so important to keep that momentum going. Absolutely. Now, I know we touched on the director director of marketing certification program and director of marketers at the beginning. And I would love to dive more into that because I know our audience is going to be divided between people who are going to say, I need that in my business, which a lot of the clients that I work with, when they explain to me what they're looking for, I'm like, oh, that's easy. That's Lindsay's director of marketing. And certainly I've worked with some of your certified students and they have been absolutely incredible, so talented. And I know there are people that are going to listen and say, wow, that sounds like a perfect fit for me. And I want to know more about how to get certified. So can you share a little bit about what the director of marketing process looks like to hire a director of marketing. And then if someone is interested in learning more about your program, how they find you. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I find that almost all businesses, once they get to a certain level, really do need a director of marketing. You as the business owner, you're overseeing all of the things. You need one person dedicated to make sure your marketing efforts are going in the direction that you want them to be going in. And so I always talk about how as a director of marketing, me personally, as a a DOM for my clients, I'm looking at those business goals, I'm aligning marketing goals with them, and I'm aligning marketing plans, channels and tactics to ensure we're reaching all of those goals. And so your DOM would be overseeing that entire marketing plan for you, looking at that analytics dashboard, the data that's coming in, and tweaking and tailoring that plan as needed for each quarter, month, year, whatever case you're kind of looking at. And so it's just such a pivotal piece for each business. In my director of marketing certification program, I do have an amazing group of women that you can pull on. You do have a higher form. So I think you're going to throw that in the show notes. I'll make sure you have that link. Definitely. And, will. Yeah. I'll put that, that link in the show notes and you guys can fill out that link and I'll get you in touch with you know a bunch of amazing certified DOMs. Now, if you are interested in becoming a DOM, the process is, it's a three-month process. So we run the program in cohorts. And the reason we do that is I want to be able to dedicate all of my time and effort towards building up the women in that group. And so we open the doors four times a year. The first month, we focus on offer creation. So we're going to work together through group coaching and one-on-one sessions to create a custom offer for you that makes sense for you and your audience. We're going to go through this entire values-based structure exercise in way more detail and build something that makes a lot of sense for you now, as well as in the future. The second month, we're focused on marketing that offer. And so getting that out to your target audience and meeting them where they're at and really converting people over to pay clients, whether that's on a project basis, a VIP day basis, or a retainer basis, depending on what we kind of structure during that first month. And then the third month, we're focused on delivery. So I'm going to help you review your marketing strategy plans before you deliver them to a client so that you can feel really confident giving it to that client because it's super scary when you're offering a new service and you're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So I'm going to hold your hand and help make sure that you feel really confident in it. And all of this kind of lays on top of a groundwork of education. So there's tons of video modules full of education and skills-based training so that you have the education and the skills to kind of support these three steps throughout the entire process. At the end of the three months, you'll go ahead and you'll take a certification capstone project where it's kind of like a mini project put together. It's a, a case study type of basis. And you'll put something together and that'll get graded. And, you know, assuming that you did all of the modules and went through the coursework, you should have no problems passing it. And then you can go ahead and call yourself a certified director of marketing. You get all of the different, you know, certificates and pieces of the puzzle to help you put that out into the community. Wow. What I love so much about that is that partnership of education and accountability. So it's like that dual you're training them and you're also building their business at the same time and helping them take action. And there's those like guidelines and timelines for those different parts. Like I can see now why the people that I connect with are so successful going through your program, because that's like a beautiful combination of action-based learning. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really great. And that pivot, it's the hardest thing, right? You get the education, you, you buy a course, you buy a program. But then it's like, how am I going to put this into action? So we set it up for you so that you hopefully have as much success as you possibly can. 
Yeah. So tell us how people connect with you and learn more about that because we'll have the links to the hiring form in the show notes. But if people want to learn more about the certification, where do they find that information? Yeah, definitely. So on my website, it's www.lindsaywhite.co backslash certification. You can learn more about the certification and get yourself on the wait list for when the doors open next. And you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is at lindsaywhite.co. I love it. And we'll have, of course, that information in the show notes as well. But yeah, I'm wondering if you have any last pieces you want to share or encouragement for people who want to incorporate these values in their business, any advice for them as they go off into the sunset? I always like to say, know your value, know your worth. So remember those two things when you're going out there, you're having difficult conversations with potential clients, with current clients. Hold your boundaries, know your value, know your worth. I want you to go off into the sunset remembering those two things because if you know your values and you know your worth, you'll always price yourself the way that you should and you'll make sure that you're treated by your clients the way that you should be. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, You're just an absolute light in this online space and what you're doing for women who are taking your program and also for business owners, the legacy and the ripple effect is just so powerful. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Of course, it was so fun to be on here today. I enjoyed our conversation. Well, I have so many other ideas for other topics. So uh, if anybody wants more, Lindsay, reach out to us and let us know because I know that you're a wealth of information and we could talk about so many different things. I would love to come back. Just let me know. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.